Amen. As the kids head off to children's worship, I want to just remind you of what Bryson shared with them in that Bible story. Bartimaeus had to have faith before he could see. He had to believe that Jesus could heal him. Though we might not be blind beggars by the roadside, all of us without Christ are spiritually blind. We are in darkness. Jesus came to call us out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. And it's when we place our faith in Him to save us that we can begin to follow Him and to serve Him in the light. Jesus is the light of the world. And He came into a world filled with darkness. But every step that Jesus took on the face of this earth was one that was fueled by faith and obedience to His Father in heaven. Jesus walked by faith everywhere He went. And when we follow Jesus, we too will walk by faith everywhere we go. If you have a Bible with you this morning, I invite you to open it up to John chapter 6. John chapter 6, we're going to take a look at verses 15 through 24 as I preach to you this message today, walking by faith. John chapter 6, verses 15 through 24. And if you don't have a Bible with you this morning, you can follow along with the verses on the screen behind me. The Bible says, Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Now when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. He got into the boat and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark, and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid." Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except the one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone, However, other boats came from Tiberias, near the place where they had ate bread, after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. In this passage of Scripture, there are three steps that Jesus took as he walked by faith. I want you to note those three steps of faith. And as you follow Jesus Christ, 
I want to challenge you and encourage you to take these same steps as you serve and follow Jesus. First, Jesus took a step into prayer instead of popularity. This is a step of faith. Jesus took a step into prayer instead of popularity. And we see this in verse 15. Keep in mind the miraculous sign that Jesus had just performed on the mountainside in Bethsaida. If you don't remember, he had fed a multitude of over 5,000 people with only five little pieces of bread and two small fish. It was indeed an amazing thing to witness Jesus feeding the masses simply by breaking apart these little bits of food and distributing them to his disciples and his disciples giving them to the entire crowd. The disciples themselves had backstage passes to this event because they were the ones who handed the crowd the food as Jesus gave it to them. The people who ate to the full were overjoyed. Man, they just had a free all-you-could-eat buffet. And they had been hungry. Many of these people in this crowd were most likely poor, common people in Jesus' day and time. They might not have had a plan to even eat that day when they came to hear Jesus' teaching. When Jesus fed them, they fell in love with Jesus. And in this moment of immense excitement, the people were ready to take Jesus by force and make him king. Many of you will remember the stories of the French Revolution in your uh, high school history classes when the group of people began to overthrow those in power because they didn't have enough food to eat. It's kind of the opposite true here with Jesus. They've got plenty of food to eat. We don't have enough food to eat under these people that are in power over us. Let's make Jesus king. He'll give us everything we want. But instead of allowing the crowd to put him on a temporary throne, Jesus withdrew from the crowd altogether. I mean, picture in your mind being the Major League Baseball player of a game or being the MVP of a Super Bowl game and then just vanishing from the sidelines or the dugout, nowhere to be found for a post-game interview because you don't want to bring notoriety to yourself. And this is what Jesus did. Jesus withdrew altogether. He left. He wasn't hiding because he was shy. He wasn't running away from God's calling on his life. He knew that the crowd liked him because their bellies were full. And he was thankful. He was glad to have been able to meet a tangible need to have fed hungry people. But his goal was not to become the most popular preacher by giving out free food. His purpose was to provide those who were spiritually famished with the bread of life so that they could live eternally, so that their souls could be satisfied. So instead of taking this next logical step of popularity and letting people push him to a temporary earthly throne, he went back to the throne room of heaven. 
And in humble prayer, he sought the face of his father. I mean, Jesus is king of kings and Lord of lords. Why wouldn't he let these people take him by force and make him king? Because Jesus didn't come to be popular in the eyes of people. He came to be faithful in the eyes of his father. And listen to me, as Christians, we are not living our Christian lives to be popular in the eyes of people. We are living our lives as Christians to be faithful in the eyes of our Father in heaven. As you live the Christian life, as you serve both God and others, there will be moments when God works through you in a powerful way to meet the needs of people around you. It's going to happen. If you walk by faith and obedience, God's going to pinpoint people you need to serve and reach out to. And you're going to reach out to them and serve them. And in those moments, sometimes the reaction from those people that you have helped is going to be to lift you up and to exalt you, to make you great. But that's not God's point in working through you. When you serve God and other people, the purpose is to lift Him up and to exalt Him. We live in a world that promotes and glorifies public persona and personal image. Just look to famous YouTubers and other social media content creators and you can see it. And here's what happens. They get a big following. They get people to sponsor their videos. Everybody knows who they are. But ultimately the fame is short-lived. It fades. God has a bigger purpose for your life than for everybody to remember you. His purpose for your life is that people come to know Him through you as you follow Jesus and serve Him. And some of you have gotten the attention on yourself instead of helping people fix their attention on the Father in heaven. I've had the opportunity to listen to a few sermons by a preacher uh, from South Mississippi by way of South Africa named Don Wilton. You've got to love listening to preachers with a different accent. This guy has a different accent. Don Wilton is known as being Billy Graham's pastor. I mean, you think it'd be cool to be Billy Graham and preach to millions of people and see thousands get saved. Wouldn't it have been really cool to be Billy Graham's pastor and to pray with him and for him? And that's, that's what God allowed Don Wilton to do. Don Wilton had the privilege and opportunity to preach at Billy Graham's funeral service nationwide broadcasts on television, all the living presidents there. And Don Wilton had the privilege and opportunity to preach Billy Graham's funeral service. Billy continued to tell Don over and over and over and over again as his health, health was failing, I do not want my name mentioned at this funeral service at all. And he, Billy Graham was just adamant, do not say my name. My life has not been about me. It's been about pointing people to Jesus. Don had to convince him, Billy, we're going to have to say your name every once in a while just to let people know who's dead. 
But Billy Graham's point and Don's point as he preached that funeral service was not to make much of any human being, but it was to make much of the God that they served. And if you think about what Jesus did here with this step of prayer instead of popularity, it's exactly what the Lord Jesus did. Jesus' purpose in life is that people came to truly know God through Him. That's what He said in John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. That's why Jesus went out on a mountainside by Himself to pray to the real King on heaven's throne. Instead of letting people prop Him up temporarily on a pedestal of popularity. That's how Jesus lived his life, and that's how followers of Jesus are to live their lives. Jesus walked by faith everywhere he went. When we follow Jesus, we'll walk by faith. And that faith includes taking a step of prayer to the Father in heaven instead of taking steps into popularity in the eyes of the people on this earth. The second step of faith that Jesus took was a step of peace instead of panic. Jesus took a step into peace instead of panic. And we see this in verses 16 through 21. Evidently, Jesus had had a good long time of prayer with His Father on the mountainside, even on into the night. He had sent His disciples on ahead of Him to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And maybe when he sent them ahead, they thought that they needed to wait for Jesus to come to them so that they could ferry him across the lake in the boat. Whatever the case, Jesus' sweet hour of prayer turned into sweet hours of prayer. He was there a long time. And Jesus' disciples took off to the other side when the nighttime came. Now, I want you to keep in mind that this was the same body of water that at least four of the twelve disciples had grown up on, like literally grown up on. They had been professional fishermen before Jesus called them to follow Him, Peter, James, John, and Peter's brother, Andrew. Looking at a map, the distance between where they were most likely to have left from Bethsaida to where they were going to Capernaum on the other side is less than seven or eight miles total. But the problem was that a big storm had come up. As was common and is still a common occurrence today on the Sea of Galilee. The wind blows down from the surrounding mountains and onto the top of that body of water and creates tumultuous waves. And if you're going the opposite direction of the wind, you just can't make any headway. They had been rowing. The Bible says about three or four miles, verse 19. And they weren't getting where they were going. And that's when they saw something completely astonishing. They saw Jesus walking on the sea. And you heard that correctly. Not swimming in the water, not using a clear paddle board and providing an optical illusion. He was walking on top of the waves. 
in the midst of the storm. The disciples were scared. They were scared because the storm was causing them problems. They were scared in Matthew's gospel account because when they saw this figure walking to them, they thought it was a ghost. Some of these disciples who might not have grown up on the Sea of Galilee might have thought, man, we're going to die in this boat, in this storm. It's going to capsize. We're never going to make it to the other side. But Jesus simply spoke these words to them. It is I. Do not be afraid. Matthew's gospel account makes a big deal about Jesus walking on water and Peter going out to Jesus and walking on the water too. And Peter sinking in the waves because he took his eyes off of Jesus. Mark's gospel account emphasizes how when Jesus came into the boat, the storm just ceased. John's gospel account emphasizes something different. In verse 21, something that the other gospel accounts don't point out. It says that they willingly received him to the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. They hadn't been able to get where they wanted to go. They were scared to death. They were in panic mode. They'd been rowing. They weren't getting anywhere. Some of them might have thought they were going to die. They all thought they saw a ghost. But when Jesus came into their midst, he wasn't scared of the storms. He wasn't scared of the waves. He wasn't scared of perishing. He stepped into this situation with perfect peace. And all of a sudden, they were at their destination. This is how Jesus lived his life. By faith, everywhere he went, stepping into peace instead of into panic. And listen, Jesus found himself in some pretty perilous situations at times. I mean, you guys remember when he encountered the man who was possessed not just by one demon, but by perhaps 2,000 demons there in the graveyard off the coast of the Sea of Galilee? He fell down and said, what do we have to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Jesus said, what's your name? And this man said, we are, my name is Legion, for we are many. Jesus didn't panic. With perfect peace, he cast the multitude of demons out of that man. That's a step of faith. Jesus encountered some people who had been blind from birth, who had been unable to walk all of their adult life, and with peace, not panic, he said, eyes be opened, get up, pick up your pallet, and walk. Perfect peace. Jesus lived his life walking by faith. And he walked by faith by taking steps of peace, not steps of panic. Hey, listen to me. We live our lives as Christians the exact opposite, don't we? I mean, any little noise. Boom. You guys heard a baby cry. That baby's fine. He's got a good daddy. Daddy's taking care of him in the hallway right now. But what do we do? Oh, oh. 
We do, man. We turn our heads every which way. All the, there's a lot of wind going on over here. Look at those waves. There's no way. And Jesus just comes walking through the middle of the storm. And here's the thing, guys. Jesus serves the same God that you and I serve. Why in the world do we panic and freak out? It's because we're not walking by faith. Jesus walked by faith everywhere he went. When we follow Jesus, we walk by faith. And in order to walk by faith, we take steps of peace instead of steps of panic. And then I want you to notice a third step that Jesus took. A step of faith. Not only did he take a step into prayer instead of popularity and a step into peace instead of panic, Jesus also took a step into people instead of pleasure. We see this in verses 22 through 24. And Hey, listen, Jesus was around people all of the time. And there have been uh, sociologists, anthropologists, some Christians and some non-Christians who've studied the gospel accounts in the New Testament, and psychologists as well, and they, they'll study Jesus' actions and most of them have concluded that Jesus is an introvert. Anybody have a psychology degree? Just plug your ears real quick because I'm going to make you upset. I think psychologists don't know what they're talking about half the time. But I don't, listen, I don't know if Jesus was an introvert or not. One thing I do know is this. Jesus was around people a lot. And I know how I get when I have to be around people a lot. And trust me, you don't want to be around me anymore. I mean, it wears me out. Question after question, task after task, idea after idea, conversation after conversation, hurt after hurt, help after help. And this is what Jesus did all of his life in ministry. I cannot imagine that. But Jesus wasn't trying to escape these people because he didn't want to be around them. He was trying to get around people so that he could get people to God. He goes to the other side of the shore in the boat with his disciples after he's been walking across the sea and these other people come to find him. Uh, listen to the end of verse 24. They also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And we're going to talk about next week how Jesus didn't turn them away at that point. But he had a real difficult conversation with them. And this is something Jesus wasn't scared to do. He would show people compassion and he would confront them with truth. It's how Jesus lived his life. He stepped into people instead of stepping into pleasure. Don't you think that after Jesus' mountaintop experience with his father in prayer, as he's walking across the Sea of Galilee, that it probably would have been a little bit of fun? I think it would have been. If you could walk on top of water in the middle of a storm, don't you think you'd be having a good time? And he sees his disciples struggling in the boat. What does he do? Walk past him and go, eh, I think I'm going to keep surfing a little bit longer. 
No. He got in the boat with them. Dealt with their doubts and their fears. When Jesus comes across the other side of the sea to Capernaum, and all of a sudden this huge group of people are flocking to him, does Jesus say, you know what, guys? I'm sorry, but I I dealt with you yesterday. Had to feed all of you. And then I had to deal with my disciples all night long because they were freaking out. I just don't want to be around people today. I need to go lay in a hammock and get a nap. That's not what Jesus did, is it? He continued serving people as God had called him to serve. Jesus himself said in another place in the New Testament, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. The call to follow Jesus is not a call to be comfortable. It's not a call to spiritual convenience. It's a call to battle. It's a call to war. It's a call to take up the armor of God, put it on, and stand against the wiles of the devil. It's not a call to stay in your pew on Sunday morning. It's a call to go to the neighbors and the nations and share the gospel with them. It's not a call for you to make yourself be comfortable in life. It's a call for God to make you uncomfortable in life, for Him to put you around people that aren't like you and some of whom don't like you, so that you can love them and show them the love of God in Christ Jesus so that they can know Him. It's how Jesus lived His life. He walked by faith everywhere He went, stepping into people instead of His own personal pleasures. When we follow Jesus, we'll walk by faith. And we will take steps of faith into people and not into pleasure. Listen to me and hear me out. If you are living your Christian life, enjoying God's blessings by being comfortable and at ease, you are missing the point of the reason why God has blessed you. You hear me? I don't think you do. If God's given you money, he's not called you to hoard it up. You know what he's called you to do? He's called you to hand it out and help people. You still haven't figured it out, have you? Man, man, man. If God has given you a gift of singing, he's not called you to be on a stage so that everybody can clap for you. He's called you to sing so that people can worship him. One of you's figured it out. Hey, listen to me. If God has given you the talent to think with a great mind and to come up with ideas of how people who are hurting and have real needs can be reached, He has not called you to be one who gains notoriety or fame for themselves. He has called you to lower yourself, to become one of no reputation. And take on the form of a bondservant by serving him and other people. You guys got it now. We follow Jesus. And Jesus walked in faith everywhere that he went. Jesus calls his disciples to walk the same way. So here's my question for you this morning. Will you walk by faith? Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Will you step into prayer instead of popularity? 
We step into peace instead of panic. Will you step into people and serving them instead of stepping into your selfish pleasures? I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Just a moment. We're going to have a song of invitation. As this song is played and sung, I simply invite you to respond to God as He spoke into your heart this morning. You may be here today as a Christian who's placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to save you from your sins. But honestly and truthfully, you've not been living your life walking by faith. You've been living your life doing whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, wherever you want to go. That's not what being a Christian is. Being a Christian is following Jesus, even when it's uncomfortable and inconvenient. Wherever he says go, whenever he says go, whatever he says to do. Will you walk by faith everywhere that you go? Maybe you're here this morning and you can't walk by faith in Jesus everywhere you go because you've never truly placed your faith in Him to begin with. The Bible shares with us that we are all sinners who fall short of the glory of God. In other words, we, we can't walk with God in our own strength and power. Only Jesus was completely faithful and obedient to His Father every step that He took. Jesus took a huge step of faith and obedience as he was carrying a cross on his back, marching up the hill of Calvary. As he marched up that hill and he got to the top, he laid his life down, literally, for the sins of the world, for all of those who have fallen short of the glory of God. And when he was lifted up on the cross, he died in the place of sinners. The Bible says that if you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, and if you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. It's a step of faith. That's where a life of faith, that's where walking with God by faith begins. By trusting in Jesus who died for your sins and rose again. The Bible says if you then confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. If you name Him Lord, if you let Him be Master, if you let Him call the shots, He'll save you from your sin. He'll forgive you. He'll give you eternal life. If you can't walk by faith because you've never taken that initial step of faith, it's time for you, very literally, to step out in faith today. As this song is played and as we sing it together, I'm going to ask you to step out in faith and to walk right down here to the front and say, Jake, I want to follow Jesus, but I've never taken that first step to follow Him, and today I want to. If God's calling you to take another step of faith today, as a Christian, maybe He's calling you to, to baptism or to church membership Maybe He's calling you to ministry. Maybe He's calling you to share the gospel with someone in particular. 
Maybe you just need to come up here. Step out in faith. Come to this altar and pray that God would help you do what He's calling you to do. I'll be standing down here in the front. This altar is open for you to respond to God. As He calls you today, would you walk by faith? Let's stand and sing this together.